you know, over time, Nashville has become a more attractive destination, I think, for all folks. So we've, we've seen a lot of change in the talent landscape. I think the one thing that's been sort of consistent for me over this time has, has been NSS. And I know NSS has gone through a lot of changes as well. But, you know, every organization I've worked at, we've always sourced a lot of talent from NSS. When I was hiring before we allowed a lot more remote workers, I was looking for people that kind of had ties to the area which is kind of a weird thing, I think. But, you know, I was more interested in people who had demonstrated that they were interested in staying in Nashville. I was not really looking for people who were just thinking about this as a, as a, as a step in their career, right? Because I was building a team. It, you know, it was just me in 2016, and it's grown since then, but we've really grown, and we've hired based on potential. In recent years, Nashville's tech community has experienced unbelievable growth. From new residents finding their place in our thriving tech community, to entire companies moving to town, there is more demand for local tech talent than ever. In this episode of 10 Years, 2000 Journeys, we're speaking with Jason King, Senior Director of Data Science at Exilis, and Thomas Schlegel, Acting CTO at Built Technologies you're gonna hear both of their strategies to build and retain their team at the locally grown companies they work for, even as more companies consider making Nashville their next home and drive up talent demand even more. My name is Thomas Schlegel. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for Built Technologies. Uh, been in Nashville for about a decade. My name is Jason King, and I'm the Senior Director of Data Science at Exilus. And I've been in Middle Tennessee about 15 years. Thomas, Jason, thank you so much. Today's conversation is all about homegrown tech companies and the tech talent that we have here and attracting more tech talent. And, you know, a lot has changed these past 10 years. So thinking about how our companies continue to grow and attract the best people around, I'm really looking forward to this. So thank you. Sure. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thomas, let's start with you. Built Technologies. You've been the CTO now since 2019. No, I've only been the CTO for about six months. Um, this the interim CTO. Yeah, so you joined right. the company in 2019. You moved to Nashville in 2013. Yep, that's right. So you've seen some things here. Tell me in just your own words, Built Technologies, where it's at today because they are making really big moves. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been great, and I think it's part of what kind of keeps me interested in in the company and the role is um, we've been expanding. So we started as kind of a singularly focused product company. You know, you sort of always want to prove your value before you kind of we internally we use the mantra get one in a row, kind of earn the right to do more, and so we we have done that, and so now we're starting to uh, walk and chew gum. And uh, it's been challenging, but it's the, you know, the transition from a product company to more of a platform company. And we're really focused on trying to fix all of the supply chain issues in construction real estate as, as well as construction finance. Helping fix supply chain issues right now. That's, that's a big challenge in what we've seen. I'm sure that has been, your, your world's been uh, quite upside down. Yeah, and I think even supply chain might not even be the best way to describe it. Um, there are all these processes that exist that 
today are email, spreadsheet, phone call, you know, and it's sort of hidden in plain sight. Uh, I think you can't, especially in Nashville, you can't really drive more than a mile down the road without seeing some form of construction. And uh, I don't know if this has ever run through your head, but you, you'll notice like at one point in time, it's just a piece of land. And then all of a sudden there's a, a structure there, but then it seems to, for weeks, months at a time, you're like, wait a second, they stood all of that up, but it's kind of stalled. And so that is really uh, at the heart of the problem. Something um, like something can hold up the whole build. Yes, that's okay. right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it is just these manual processes. The banks are trying to reduce risk. The construction companies are trying to really manage their cash flow. And so there's sort of this misbalance of priorities in terms of, you know, which project do I go to? The one that uh, has been sitting for a while or the one that's going to pay me next? And, you know, we work with all the stakeholders to try to address some of these issues and, and try to, like, streamline. I love it. It started off with just a few people. And now you're up to f- around 500. People. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know the total origin story, but um, something to the extent of, you know, half a dozen folks in a closet. And we've bounced around from, we've stayed in the Grassmere area, but we've bounced around from smaller office to incrementally larger office. And, and now we have a pretty dang big office. And so, um, yeah, the growth has been incredible. COVID, for better or worse, like did kind of help us grow as the need for a digital process. And a lot of this went up as folks became more and more remote. And so we, um, unlike a lot of businesses, we actually experienced a ton of growth during COVID. A lot of problems need fixing. Shifting over to you, Jason, tell me a little about your role, Exilus. I'm saying that right. Exilus. Exilus. That's correct. It's a really cool name. And I want to hear a little more about your role, six years, Senior Director of Data Science. Yeah, so I wasn't always the senior director. Um, back when I was a department of one, I was just the data science. You were everything. Yeah, I was the data scientist slash data science department, I guess. Right. <laughs> I um, I can imagine you having a you're drinking coffee right now, almost like a coffee mug, like you're looking at the data science department. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So, and um, we were also very small. You know, a very tightly knit team. I when I started in 2016. Um, I think I was employee number 16, so not quite as uh, small, you know, when, when I had started. Um, Exos actually started up in 2013 and very quickly pivoted away from, uh, we used to do rack audits, but that program shifted with CMS and we pivoted to utilization review. So mostly we work with, uh, I would say we have a single product, right? And uh, we've been expanding to uh, new markets. That's challenging, right? And we've got to grow and revisit some of the technical debt that we had. But um, I think that's just part of growth, right? So the team has definitely grown over the years. I've got 10 data scientists now, which is huge. <laughs> that's, inc- that's incredible. The name Exilus, could you describe just what that comes from to help me understand the, the meaning? Yeah. So I wasn't around for its inception, but I have been told that it is uh, essentially silos X backwards. And with the idea being that um, we're hoping to eliminate data silos within healthcare. More big problems that need solving. Yep, absolutely. And yeah. how big is Exilus today? Um, we're holding right at about 250 employees. So. Well, both of your perspectives today, and I can't wait to kind of get out of the way as I'm really eager to hear both of your tips and strategies of what's been working to grow strong teams, healthy teams, teams that people want to be part of as we continue to attract all of this talent. So just take a snapshot 
backwards these last 10 years, is there one or two of the biggest changes that you've seen, especially as it relates to our homegrown talent workforce? Yeah, I can uh, I can kind of jump in. I think, um, you know, if you want to talk about the landscape a little bit, I think there were maybe less reasons to move to Nashville for tech in the past. I mean, HCA has sort of been the big enterprisey and in the healthcare space. So if you were going to move here for a tech job, it was probably in healthcare and HCA is sort of leading the charge. You know, over time, Nashville has become a more attractive destination, I think, for all folks. And a big part of that with how the business, how the city has grown has been attracting other businesses. And so, you know, with AWS entering the scene, Oracle, Alliance Bernstein, that just brings talent. And then, you know, the city itself has to be attractive enough, especially in this like remote forward world. So we've, we've seen um, just a lot of change in the talent landscape. I think the one thing that's been sort of consistent for me over this time has, has been NSS. And I know NSS has gone through um, a lot of changes as well. But, you know, every organization I've worked at, we've always sourced a lot of talent from NSS. And I think the the universities that are in Tennessee haven't been so tech-focused. We hire the occasional grad from an MTSU uh, where they do go through more of a traditional kind of four-year ABET program. But other than that, in Nashville, most of our talent does come from remote and they end up being transplants. And so a big part of that has been Nashville being just an attractive destination regardless of tech jobs. And we happen to be an attractive tech job here. And now our brand has gotten big enough where we can help draw people to the city. And so, um, yeah, I think it's it's much more about the growth of Nashville. And now all these companies are starting to make their homes here. And that makes it a good balance between a great city for just living your life. Economically, yeah, I know the prices and things are, it's more expensive than it used to be for sure. Um, but still relatively affordable if you're going to compare to a Bay Area or a New York or a Chicago. And so it's been the right balance of like good opportunities and you can have a really sustainable, like nice quality of life in a town like Nashville. What do you think, Jason? Well, I definitely would mirror a lot of what Thomas has said. Uh, it is a little bit of a different domain for me because we're in data science. So the universities are pretty attractive here uh, as far as from my candidate pool. Um, I will say NSS has been a, a major component of that, and I think of that as an additional layer of like um, quality and training uh, for some of these PhDs coming out of Vanderbilt, uh, you know, Belmont, Lipscomb, all those kind of, you know, our local institutions. So that being said, uh, you know, healthcare is huge. Um, you know, sometimes things are just popular because they're popular. Right? Uh, healthcare operations has always been massive here in Nashville. And from a data perspective, I think that that is a very um, attractive uh, opportunity uh, for data scientists. Because, I mean, you know, personally, the data that I have access to is is not really something that I would have access to even at FANG, right? Um, just the level of detail into patient encounters and all of that. And it is very attractive to somebody who wants to get into that realm or really dig into the detail. So Wow. Anything else you want to add on just why you think Nashville is a really strong place to start and grow a tech business? In addition to what you both just said, is there anything else we've not mentioned? Um, I mean, I'll just go back to, I think, from my perspective, and I'm certainly no expert, but I think there is this macro level transition that's happening 
in the field. Um, I think people are maybe awakening a little bit and trying to think about their life more holistically and being able to find a rewarding and fulfilling job where you can do meaningful work and build meaningful relationships, but still live your life, you know, have a city where you can go out with friends and there's sort of a never ending mix of things to do if, if you're into the music scene, the nightlife scene, and then uniquely, you know, Nashville also has access to nature. And so being kind of this in between, not quite a big city, but still a big city, um, you know, there aren't too many cities where you can have a yard and trees. And so Nashville's got that balance. And um, to me, I think that's what it is. It's just got to, it's, you can no longer think about things such that like, I want to go to a place strictly for my career. Now it's, hey, how can I have a more fulfilling, well-rounded life? And, and your career is certainly a big part of that. You spend a lot of time at work. And so I think um, Nashville's just got that right mix right now. Um, and so, you know, I would lean more that way than, than tech really being the main driver. We are more the beneficiary, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty all-encompassing. Right. I mean, I, I would say somebody who has been here before I'd say a big boom, um, it's funny because my wife would probably kill me for saying okay. it, but she, uh, she had her bachelorette party on Broadway in 2010. It was a very different landscape, you know, no pedal taverns. You know, I think they were the only uh, bachelorette party that night, so you know, everyone was buying them drinks and all of that. But it's, uh, it's, it's a different scene, right? And it is pretty wild to think that, okay, I live in a single-family home and I can see the skyline. Right. I mean, there's not many cities that you can get that sort of, I don't know, feeling or that that setup. Right. What you both are describing, this picture of having, you know, having a home and being able to see the skyline and and have, you know, grass and trees and like, you know, a, a life outside of work. Now, other companies are they're learning this, too. They're moving to Nashville. So over the years, how have you both in your own individual roles, how have you been able to keep up with this talent demand? What's what's worked? Uh, yeah, for us, it's been, our strategy has evolved. So I would say, um, you know, I don't want to make it sound like we always got this right, or we always knew what was best. We've, we've, I think where we've succeeded is we've been flexible and we've tried to pay attention to what's going on around us. And so we've, we've become a lot more remote friendly. We have a lot more transplants moving into the city. And then I think, um, you know, having a more well-rounded program such that our benefits are great and, you know, we have unmetered PTO and we have programs to help make sure people are using that. We even have you a, actually using the PTO. Because sometimes right. you hear people say, oh, yeah, unlimited PTO, <laughs> and then they never take it. Well, I'm, I'm pretty guilty of that. Um, I happen to love work. So, you know, for me, I think I am striking the balance. But, um, you know, we're, I think we have matured and we've been thoughtful about uh, kind of reminding people that it is a marathon, not a sprint. And we've tried to take this culture of ownership where we want every employee to be an investor in the organization. And so we, you know, we literally, we put our money where our mouths are and every employee from, you know, an executive level down to an entry level, you get some skin in the game and it helps you think about the longer term value. And part of that is keeping uh, things sustainable for yourself. And so, um, you know, like I said, we definitely hadn't have it perfect the whole time, but we've, we've grown and that's been important for us to strike that balance. And then I think where we, you know, all, I think that is table stakes. Every company needs to be able to do that. And where I think we spike is we've got really interesting tech 
you know, we put a big focus on kind of replatforming. We understand that from a business at, asset perspective, like we all, we need to be scaling into the future, but also from a talent perspective, people want to work on the latest and greatest. They want to grow their careers. You can't bring them in to work on some legacy system and expect them to stick around too long because it's not, not good for them. So uh, we, I think we've found a good balance there. And then we spike on just like very meaty, interesting, tangible problems. And so, you know, the combination of all of that is how we present ourselves in the market and what we've done to try to be thoughtful about like attracting and retaining talent. It's really encouraging. It's really helpful to hear not only you got to make it a priority, but you got to stick with it and continue making that time. And not only is it good for, hey, these are people. Let's treat them like people and give them space and and that good work-life balance, but you'll get better results with your teams. Speaking of teams, and as you continue to grow quickly and you're adding on more talent, you both shared super generous comments about Nashville Software School. When you think about education partners like NSS, how are you looking to them to help you grow these teams? What what comes to mind with that? Yeah, so I can overlay. Our, our tech stri- uh, talent strategy has changed slightly. I think um, as we were a younger organization, we hired from NSS a lot. We still hire from NSS, uh, to be clear. Um, I think we have learned to be more intentional about that. A lot of the problems we're solving and a lot of the things in the business, there's, there's ambiguity. And junior talent coming out of a university or a boot camp, oftentimes like, that you don't want to just throw them in the deep end and see if they can swim. <laughs> and that's a little bit of what we used to do. Uh, you know, I think we've matured enough where now we're trying to be more, I guess, like tactical around it. Like, hey, let's find teams that have indexed on more senior talent and sort of get them some junior talent to help grow. And we believe that and like for everyone, you sort of, you need a, a mentor, you need a peer and you need somebody to be teaching. And teaching actually helps you kind of reinforce your, your knowledge of what you have. And so we found that, you know, being Music City, a lot of the folks that come through NSS come from a background in music. And for whatever reason, those skills do translate uh, pretty well to tech. And I think secondarily to, to kind of go out on a limb like that and invest in yourself and recognize, um, you know, that your career can be more valuable and you want to be intentional about making a change in your life we found that individuals coming through NSS that are sort of second career individuals have been sort of like diamonds in the rough for us. And so I think there's sort of two fronts to think about it or how we think about it these days, which is one, let's make sure when when we're hiring this talent that we've got the right support systems for them so that they are really set up for success. And then two, uh, you know, when somebody's internally motivated, that translates very well. And we find that, you know, typically the folks that we hire index more on that side. So that's been a good combination for us. Um, you know, I think there are some challenges with that. We have to be extremely proactive and competitive with comp and sort of kind of giving incremental shots in the arm to keep people motivated and engaged because the tech landscape is very competitive. So what we don't want to happen, uh, you know, we hire you out of school, we, we make all these investments in you, and then you sort of leave us. And, you know, that's, that is no one's fault. Like, built um, has to be a type of place where it can, we, we use the term talent residence. Like you, we want you to be able to come here and build your career. It's not just a job. And so, you know, we've put in a lot of continuous learning programs internally to help reinforce that. 
Uh, I mentioned that distribution of talent, making sure they're set up for success. And then um, we use our core values. We call them guiding principles to help us index and find people who are internally motivated and sort of fit our blueprint for what we feel like is a cultural fit. And so that's where NSS has continued to be a good source. And uh, we've been the beneficiary of (laughs) strong talent coming out of NSS, maybe a different organization in Nashville. There's an individual that like really comes to mind who started at Nissan. And then, you know, we were able to scoop him out of there and he joined Built. (laughs) But I mean, same thing. He's like, he's an NSS grad. He's super sharp. You know, we're we're trying to find ways to continue to challenge him and make sure he can grow with us. Um, And so, you know, tech companies in Nashville, and I think probably everywhere this is a problem, but particularly in Nashville, now that there's more competition, you got to be proactive. Um, and you have to be thoughtful about the the longevity of the role and and really be intentional about that investment. So I mentioned the act like an owner and the fact that we invest in in the team members and kind of everyone in the company is an investor. That's been part of it. And then I think secondarily, just thinking about it almost like a, an NFL draft of sorts where you're it's sort of like your first round draft pick, you're going to invest in them. You want them to eventually become a franchise quarterback. And so that's how we think about it. Um, Still probably not perfect, um, but we've learned a lot of lessons the hard way. But, yeah. That's good advice. I appreciate you sharing that. What about you, Jason? What would you add? Yeah, you had said something, Tom, that really resonated with me, which was um, you're not looking to bring people on and then have them skill up and then leave. You know, that really resonates with me because, you know, as much as possible, I don't want to be considered like a minor league team, right? Excellus is not some place where people – it's not a stepping stone to another place. It really should offer – career opportunities. And, you know, I've been very fortunate in um, retaining a lot of talent. Um, I think it has a lot more to do with the nature of the work and the scope of the data. That's the attractive part. I try to keep that in mind when, when I was hiring before we allowed a lot more remote workers. I was looking for people that um, kind of had ties to the area which is kind of a weird thing, I, I think. But, um, you know, I was more interested in people who had demonstrated that they were interested in staying in Nashville. I was not really looking for people who were just thinking about this as a, as a, as a step in their career, right? Um, because I was building a team. You know, it was just me in 2016, and it's grown since then, but we've really grown, and we've hired based on potential. You know, I, I still find it very difficult to hire people based off of, uh, you know, senior people, and I think that's just common across the field. But um, NSS has been a really excellent candidate pool, let's say, right? And it, it offers um, an ability to really get to know uh, the people in those programs. Uh, so I, I think you volunteer, is that correct, Thomas, with NSS? Or? Uh, not these days. I used to do a little bit of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, we actually, we stood up a boot camp uh, at a prior organization that I was with in West Virginia kind of based off of NSS. So Mm. I was fortunate enough to have been part of that partnership. And, you know, I've seen that do good things for uh, West Virginia. It's a totally different landscape over there where there are not a lot of jobs. Um, So they, you know, we've kind of stood up hubs and made that more remote friendly, uh, maybe pre-COVID, maybe a little ahead of our times. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I would say I've been less involved in NSS over the last few years, other than just 
interviewing a ton of candidates <laughs> that come out of those programs. Well, I think that's just a function of rising, you know, seniority. Yeah, yeah less and less time, um, you know, to do extracurriculars, I'd say. And I'm guilty of it as well. You know, I'm just, I've not been as good about supporting my meetup, the Data Science National Meetup, but I will get back on the ball there, right? It's um, coming back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I you know, still try to volunteer, and it's just a really nice opportunity. You know, I'll teach an NLP unit or um, serve on, like, an industry panel or uh, go to Demo Day, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you, we go to Demo Day. We, I mean, we have three or four uh, active employees that are still very involved, even to the point where oh, they're, yeah. you know, sort of like night instructors. And so I would say the organization is still definitely involved, just me personally less so. Right, right, yeah. And I think that those, those ties are super important because it gives you some insight into up-and-coming talent, right? Yeah, <laughs> everyone probably likes to believe that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we definitely do. But yeah, I think overall, I, I've, I've also seen the quality of talent uh, coming out of NSS kind of go up over time as well. I think they, NSS has done a good job plugging into the businesses and trying to understand what's important and sort of shifting their curriculum a bit. Um, so there's been a lot more React is a good example, and you know we're very heavy React. And so when we're looking for more of like a feature developer, it's the literally the tech stack we use. So super helpful gotcha. for them to be able to hit the ground running and things like that. Being an active participant helps you guide the curriculum a little bit. Right? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> it's it's almost funny. I, whenever I give the NLP unit, half the demos are you know, text classification or, or parsing or all that. And that's good for me, right? Um, yeah, exactly. That's not why I do it, but, I mean, it's 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 great. <laughs> well, I, I think that is the point, um, you know, just to be fair to everyone. Uh, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It's it's like, yeah, NSS exists to help people kind of, you know, kickstart their career, and a big part of that is producing talent that's, like, job-ready. So, um, yeah, I think that is a key part of the strategy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This has been great. I love the focus you both have on growing these teams, not only investing in them, but creating an environment where they want to stay and continue to you know, become that franchise quarterback example that you were sharing about, hey, you're in it for the long run. This is a career, right? We're not trying to be a minor league team here. So these are great examples. I really appreciate it. Anything else that we've not, you've not shared? Final thoughts before we wrap up. Hmm. I, uh, well, I will just say based on um, sort of the theme of the conversation um, for companies in Nashville, like how to think about it, um, I will emphasize macro trends in the industry and in that like there is a little bit of a adapt or die when it comes to uh, remote talent and, and also being progressive um, and thinking about their career long term. So just understand that uh, if you're an organization in Nashville, you're going to have to think about how your talent strategy relates at the national level, and that will include both a mix of local and remote talent. And then, you know, be very intentional about what that mix is. Uh, That's one where hopefully we can help other folks skip some steps. We learned that the hard way um, and try and have the right mix where it is an environment where people are set up for success. Um, So, yeah, I think that would be my my final thought. Yeah, and maybe building off of that, um, I would just say that the onboarding experience is, is critical for retaining people. That even that first day experience, and it's, and I and I highlight that because we have so many more remote workers now, and I would say that that is probably the least developed program at, in most companies as far as that first day, first week, first month experience. So, any improvement to that, any structure 
will really, really help, I think, in the long run with uh, retention. That's great. I really appreciate your time, both of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. It's super insightful to hear how locally grown companies like Exilus and Built Technologies continue to find ways to stay competitive with Nashville's growing tech demand by sourcing talent locally and attracting talent to Nashville. If you're looking to grow and develop your own tech team or tech pipeline and would like to connect with Nashville Software School, visit their website at nashvillesoftwareschool.com. And thank you so much for listening. We've been having the best time with this series, and I couldn't be happier to have you alongside with us. My name's Clark Buckner, and this is 10 Years, 2000 Journeys, presented by Nashville Software School.